Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled No Condemnation. I'm going to say that one more time. No condemnation. And you may be wondering, what is this all about? What is the concept? What is the process? Where did you get this from? <laughs> you know, um, how did you even get on this subject? And I was just thinking, um, over this in, entire uh, weekend, how it's so easy um, for the enemy to um, cause the things that we have dealt with or have gone through or uh, the issues of life or even the choices that we have made um, bring forth condemnation. And it's one of the trick of the enemies that um, he uses to keep the body of believers bound. Um, it makes you feel like, or he presents it in a way that, um, because your life may not look like somebody else or because you grew up this way or you've had children and, and, and you're not married or all sorts of stuff, um, that the enemy would bring to condemn the body of believers. Even if I can also say you've been married and now you're divorced and you're looked upon a certain way. And, 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 and it's so many different things that the enemy may try to bring forth that will cause condemnation to the body of believers. And um, no condemnation, it, it actually can be defined like in, 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 a courtroom type term or language um, uh, meaning to be found innocent of the accusation or to have no sentence inflicted and no guilty verdict found. And I wanted to read the definition of what it was because there is scripture that backs up what the definition actually says. Whenever the scripture says in Romans 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that after that are after the flesh do not mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I wanted to read all of that and I could have read the rest of it because it's so good. But God allowed scripture 
to come forth, his word to come forth to remind us because he understood the manipulation that the enemy would bring on the body of believers. Whenever um, he approached Eve in the garden, he gave her half truth. He gave her he gave her stuff. He gave her enough information to cause her to think outside of the will of God. And that's one of the, the tricks that he's been using over the period of time that he's been reigning on the earth realm. Is if that he can cause our minds to be tricked or cause our minds to be fluttered or cause our minds to go against what God has already said, then honey, you, it's already, it's already, the battle is already lost. If, 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 if your mind, if he can attack your mind and get you to, to self inflict or cause you to, um, go against your own self, then he wins. So I've said on many podcasts before is that the enemy does not care that we pray. He does not care that we read scriptures. He does not care that we we write out a vision. He does not care that, you know, we we worship his his issue is we when we act out on what we believe in God for. When we step out in faith on what his word says, when we actually walk in the authority that he's placed within our lives to walk into. But what he does to keep us bound is to con- is to allow condemnation to come in and set set havoc or set residence in our lives. I was having a conversation with somebody and um, they were just, you know, just really just, just talking and pouring their heart out. And um, I was just listening because I wanted to know how can I be an encouragement and in the conversation, they made a statement. Well, I know you're probably going to look at me different. And and I said, no. I, 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 First of all, I don't have a right to look at you different. Secondly, I'm your friend. And, and however I can be a help to you, I want to be able to help. So I want to know how to pray and intercede on your behalf. The good thing and the amazing thing about being connected to people who are are like-minded believers and not only just like-minded believers, but people who are, who are coming in into the, the, the authority and coming into the covenant of who God is. The important things about having them is because whenever I'm at a weak spot or I'm in a weak place, then I know who to call that will bring strength in my weakness. And that's another thing that the enemy is attacking too. And I'll talk about that on the next podcast. But the big thing that he does is try to condemn. (sighs) By the grace of God, I am reminded that we all have sinned. We all will sin. Whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, we are a flawed people. If you can ever get that and be, let me hear, hear my heart when I tell you this. If you could ever hear that and be okay 
with who God has created you to be and know that you have an advocate that you can go to whenever you have messed up or you have come into a, a place or a space that has been outside of God's will. That does not mean that you are outside of God. Let me say that one more time. Just because you have created or have made a decision that was outside of God's will, that does not mean that you are outside of God's will. You as a person, because we are all flawed people. The sad part, the sad part, The sad part is that it's hard to be that honest and that that open with some believers. And you may be wondering what what are you what are you saying that for and what do you mean by that? I was having another conversation and I'm let me tell you something. Y'all don't heard me enough to know that I'm I'm either gonna cry preach a little bit, teach a little bit or something. But I was having a conversation and I was explaining um, to someone that just because somebody, somebody else's issue or somebody's situation or, or the sin that somebody has committed is not like yours. Does not give you the right. Does not give us the right to outcast them. And this is one of the main reasons That people will miss God. Because of the mishandling. Of his people. We have to be careful. Because it. It, it can It can be easy to judge somebody who don't look like you if you're not careful. You'll miss an opportunity to minister in a a broken place where God is trying to bring wholeness and healing. And you'll miss it with condemnation. Let me just say this. If I'm already condemning myself and to go to somebody and and hear, hear my heart, I'm not saying that you not lead people in the right way. 
I'm just saying that you can't condemn them for an issue that you may be delivered from or that you have never entered into. We have got to be careful. Jesus spent the majority of his time with people that did not know God. That was not religious. That was not bound by all of these different laws. That God did not create. The Bible teaches that every human being. Will be brought before the judgment throne of God. And Christ himself will be the judge. So. We are all naturally just under the condemnation of of God. Let me say that one more time. We are all naturally under the condemnation of God. But the scripture tells us in John 3 and 18. Whoever does not believe stands condemned already. It says whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. However, the no condemnation involves more of like um, the acquittal on judgment day. Like this is why I tell you um, it's so important that we be honest with God about where we are. It's not that he doesn't know. It's not that he's not aware of of, of your heart posture. It's, it's you getting into a space, into a posture to say, God, this is where I need help. This is why I, I don't have time. I don't have time to worry about what somebody else is doing and what they're not doing. I want to make sure that I'm pleasing to God in everything that I do. And I'm going to tell you, growing up, I used to, you know, it, it, it was it was told to me, you know, you, you think you better because, you know, you go to church and, you know, you know, I was called holy rolling. I was called all these different, different things and different names and. And, 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 and I remember telling God, God, I just want to be normal. I just, I don't want to have this encounter with you. I just, you know, I don't mind you talking to me, but you waking me up and you're doing all of these different things. And, and I'm already looked, looked upon a certain way. And I just, you know, I, 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 I just want to be normal.
You have got to know that you carry something powerful on the inside of you. You've got to know that who God has called you and created you to be. If you're still breathing, if you're still living, if you're still moving, if you're still, you have the activity of your brain and it's still functioning. Then there's still something that he wants you to do in the earth realm. But the enemy is so busy trying to keep the body of believers so off course of, of being focused on what God is saying, what he is. He is talking to us about what he's discussing with us about. And he's trying to cause us to lose focus by by um, condemnation and, 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 and sin and not being, you know, uh, perfect or having to do things a specific way because this is what the 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 the, the um, church says that we have to do and all of these different things and when you have all of those those things happening you can easily drown out the voice of God and so if he can drown you with 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 frustration aggravate you with your uh lack of what you do not have, if he can allow condemnation to set root and grow on the inside of you, then we stay in a stagnated place. When the scripture clearly tells us that there is no condemnation. In Romans 8 and, and 1, whenever Paul is talking He's speaking in the present tense as evidenced by the word now. And the word therefore, which points to read us to, to the previous passage uh, in Romans 7, um, 21 through 25. And it says so. Um, and I'm reading from the English um, English uh Version It says, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law wagging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in me. Paul describes and, and he talks about the struggle against the sinful nature. A struggle that every believer will experience. So that means that nobody is exempt. That means that when people try to make you feel less than because of your issue or because of your sin or because of what you, you may struggle with. God. We all, we all will experience it. Paul says, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. It is present. And I'm, I'm, I'm in such the tears. I'm telling you, I cannot stop them. Because when I was having that conversation with her, the young lady, and she was um, 
and she was discussing where she was. And when she made the statement that I, I know you're going to look at me different, I'm like, no. But the fact that she would even say it lets me know that somebody have at some point looked at her different because of her issue. Okay, let me, let me, let me get myself together. Lord, I was on fire um, to do this podcast and I was actually going to do the podcast on something else. Um, but this came up in the midst of me preparing and studying for something else. And I was like, okay, God, then. Um, you know, it's by your leading. So however you want me to do this, I'm, I'm, I'm following your leading. Uh, um, um, you've got to understand. Um, and the reason that I feel like Paul is such an amazing example as to how God can um, clean you up. And um, use you for his glory is because before Paul was even introduced to um, the acknowledgement of who God was in his in his life, he went through a season where he went through divine teaching. And he knew the law so well that he killed um, Christians, uh, believers. And in his quest to kill these people, in his mind, he was doing it for the glory of God. (laughs) And... It wasn't until he had an encounter on the road of Damascus when he had an encounter with God that his life shifted. And so when God changed his life, um, the very people that he was killing, um, he had to go back to those towns To promote God for real. And I can only imagine that him coming back, he was known as the one who killed believers, Christians. And I'm paraphrasing this, um, but he was one of, he was, he was big on it. I believe God allowed the life of Paul to be incorporated in the word so that he can remind us that it does not, it it don't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter the current place that you are in. 
if you allow him to come in. He can change your life and get the glory for all that you've gone through. I'll never forget. I was talking to this couple, this married couple. It was actually, I was um, decorating, getting ready to decorate their, their, uh, their wedding. And before I decorate, I normally try to meet with the bride and the groom, you know, just to kind of feel them out and, you know, hear them out and all of these different things and then understand what it is that they're, they're asking of me. Right. And so this particular couple, I met with them and, um, you know, they, they came in and she was, um, she was upset and he was, you know, kind of standoffish and, and I was sitting and I was thinking to myself, I said, you know, is everything okay? And so he was like, you know, man, I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of done with this and I'm paraphrasing it. Um, but he ended up leaving. And so it was just she and I that was in there. And so I stopped what I was doing as far as like, you know, going up. Cause she was like, you know, well, let's just keep on going on. And I was like, let me, I said, can I, can I just stop for a moment? And she was like, yeah. I said, um, I said, why would you want to move forward? With a wedding. If you don't even want to be in the same room with the man you're finna marry. And she she gave me her reasonings and all of these different things. And I and I heard her and I said, I get it. I understand. I said, but. At this point. The frustration and the, the disconnect is beyond what flower you're wanting for the wedding. It's beyond what color you guys choose. It's beyond how many people you have in your wedding. And I said, if you cannot communicate in this, we, we, because we, I just met them. So we in the beginning stages of this. All of this is a red flag. Not to say that this is not the one that you are supposed to marry. But maybe the timing is not right. And she listened. And, you know, she was uh, in, in the beginning, she was like, you know, well, you know, I basically, you know, we, we've hired you to, you know, to do our wedding because we heard of, you know, you know, the way that you do it and all these different things. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you know, so I wasn't trying to, you know, we going to work on it. And so she was like, you know, I don't see a ring on your finger. So how are you? And I had to stop her. <laughs> And I said, sweetheart, when I went through my divorce, I tried everything that I could to make things work. But it hit me 
that I could try all that I want, but it would always take two people. And I said, so I'm trying to get you to be in a place right now than to be in a place that I've experienced. This is why I can tell you all of what I'm telling you now. And this young lady cried in my arms. I'm saying that your story and your life is not just for you and it's not just about you. If we don't tell people what God has brought us out of, what we have overcome, then it's so easy for them to feel condemned. Because they'll feel like they're the only person who have experienced some type of sin or some type of frustration or some type of divorce or misleading or whatever. And if we're not careful. I'm not saying tell all your business. That's not what I'm saying. Because even even after, you know, my 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 whole divorce, I became friends. With him. We, we've been working on, we was working on stuff together. You know, I would call him and bounce ideas off of him. I'm, I'm telling you how the enemy is trying to get the body of believers in this day and time. He's using all tactics. And I'm going to tell you why he's using all tactics, because he know he don't have that much time left. I'm trying to help you on this podcast so that you don't go and, 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 and dwell with him because, oh, he leaving. He, he, he going to hell. He knows that that is his dwelling place. That's his ending. That's his final resting place. And his goal is to bring as many people that he can with him. So if you're mishandling your marriage, fix it. Fix it. Fix it. If you had that child and you're not and you're not married. The child is not the sin. God forgives the act. The child is the blessing. So what you do is you give the blessing back to God. And ask him to forgive you for the sin. I'm telling you, I'm, the more I'm, in, in, I'm getting connected with God. The more he's reminding me that my, the relationship that I have with him is not that hard. It's not that hard for us to be connected to God. We make it hard. And then sometimes the, the, the religious concept or the religious uh, laws or the religious protocol can cause us to make this connection with God harder than what it is. If he says that I forgive you of your sins, 
And when I forgive you of your sins, I throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. And that means I'm done with it. So why am I going to keep coming back with the same stuff? If anything, I'm going to ask him, God, change my heart so that I can make sure that I'm, I'm doing the right thing moving forward. And especially if that's something that you struggle with, keep it before him. Why? Not that he doesn't know. But so that you can make sure that your heart is pure and right before him. I'm telling you, the enemy, he that that's how he that's how he getting us. That's that's how he that's how he getting us. And and Paul he encourages us in the rest of Romans um the eighth chapter, he, he encourages us that we, we, we don't have to fear condemnation. Because we can come to God as our loving and forgiving and faithful father that he is to us I'm gonna tell you for a while like whenever I got ready to go through um um my whole um divorce I was like you know God how am I gonna what are people gonna say and it was it was a lot going through my mind and honey when I got healed from that thing and overcame it. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And what I mean unstoppable is that I was like, what? first of all, why am I even worried about these folks? Because you're going to be the hot topic for about a week or two. And then they're going to go on to the next as if they don't have no issues. That That's what I'm talking about. Cause we all fall short. So we don't have a, we don't have a right to, to, to do none of that. We ain't got no right to judge nobody. We don't have a right to compare our lives. We, we don't have, we don't have that right. So Paul was encouraging us in Romans, the eighth chapter. Those who are believers who walk in guilt and they walk in shame of the things that they have dealt with or have gone through condemning themselves uh, when, 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 when they actually should be forgetting what is behind and, and, and moving towards uh, what's before them. And that that's actually um, in Philippians uh, 3 and 13. Do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forget that what lies behind is straining forward to what lies ahead. In 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 1 John 4 and 8, I like it when it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfect perfected in love this is why god requires that we love not with conditions but that we love from a pure place with a pure heart 
Now hear me when I tell you this. Because I'm going to talk about guarding your heart and guarding your space on the next podcast. If if he allow, because, you know, he'll change up some stuff. But this is why it's so important. Because I can love you. And not have to deal with you. And what I mean by deal with you is that if you come up to me with mess, I have a choice to either sit there and entertain it or move, remove myself away from it. Because what I do not want to be is held accountable for something else that I, you, we already got to go to God for, for, for our own stuff. I don't have time to be going because we sitting around and just having a, a, a candid conversation about foolishness. And, and by no means am I saying that you're going to be perfect. This is why this is why I constantly say on the podcast to make sure that we stay before God about where we are to be honest with him about where we are. It's my imperfections that allow me to stay at the feet of Jesus. It's my imperfection that allows my worship to be authentic. He knew and he knows that we are imperfect. But he would want us to to draw near to him. Instead of drawing away from him. I just wanted to encourage you today. And I I know I cried a, a lot. And I had some scriptures and stuff for you guys and all of those different things. But I'm telling you, it hit me um, because I, I, I do not want to miss God. I don't want to miss him. I want to I want to the, the stuff that I can work on with. I want to I want to do that for me. Not to appease people. Not to fit in a crowd, not to say that I am, I got one up on somebody, none of that. I just need that whenever I make it to the day of judgment, that he calls my name. I do not want to miss him because I lack wisdom. And being open and honest with him when I had an opportunity to. That's how a lot of people are also going to miss it. Because we think we have more time than what we really do. Nobody knows the day nor the hour when we would leave here or when he would return. I, I don't want to miss him. And and clearly I do the podcast because I don't want you to miss him either. I tell you all the time. I remember when I didn't even want to do this podcast because I was like, who's going to listen? But if, if, if one person, if two people can shift and change their lives for the better. Then I've done what God has asked of me. It's in my obedience. It's in your obedience. Just obey God. Even when it don't make sense. You won't have all of the puzzles 
you know, put together. Everything won't line up. You, you, it, it'll be a lot. It'll, it'll be a lot that will cause you to not or that you shouldn't or that you're not qualified to do what it is that he's called you to do in the earth realm. But if he said it, he is held responsible for the for for the outcome of it. Our job is to make sure that we obey his voice and that we do exactly what it is that he's told us to do. It is up to you. You have got to make decisions. It's not about the people that are connected to you. It's a, it's about you making the decision to follow God and to follow Christ at all costs. So that means that along the way, I may lose a couple of friends along the way. That means that a, a lot of my conversations may shift and may change, which may, may disconnect me from some people along the way. But let me tell you something. I'd rather be in the will of God than to, to be popular with a group of people and we all going to hell. I mm -mm, no no ma'am no sir. When I love people, I I try to make sure that I I love them the way that I would like to be loved. When I treat people a certain way, I try to treat them the the way that I would like to be treated. And if I've messed up or I have I I, I haven't you know I had a, 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 a I was frustrated about something and I you know I may have you know answered a, a question the wrong way I'm. I'm going to go back because listen to me, there's a, there's your heart. You know, when you don't said something wrong to somebody, go back and fix it. And it's not that you've got to go and you've got to go, uh, uh, have dinner with these people and all these different things. And you, you know, you've got to, when you, you, when God is separating you or pulling you away from certain things and certain people in, in certain areas of your life, you don't have to go and explain it. Be loving and be kind, but keep it moving. I don't want to miss him because I, I didn't go and fix something right and because I was operating in pride. No, that's foolishness. And if I am operating in pride or in some type of thing that's outside of God's will, I need to make sure when you are before him on a consistent basis, it's going to show up. It's go, he going to tell you in worship. He, before you even try to talk to him about something, he going he gonna to bring that to your attention. And if you have a conscience, <laughs> if you have a conscience and you know, you are, you know, you mishandling God's people. Come on now. You, we, we, can, we, we are accounted for that. But the scripture says that before he returns and before we leave here, we go ahead on and fix stuff. We go ahead on and fix it. Clean your heart. Lay it before him. God, this is where I am. This is my heart posture. This is how I'm feeling. And this is you know, be honest and watch how free you become. And watch how open the line of communication between you and God really be. In everything that you do, give God glory. And everything that you do, make sure that your heart is pure before him. And when you lift your hands in worship, there's no blood on your hands. I hope and pray that what I've shared with you on today's podcast will be a blessing to your life. I love you dearly. And stop condemning yourself. Because the scripture says there 
is therefore now no condemnation. That's what the scripture says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. I pray God's blessings over your life.